Games have always gathered family and friends for fun team building and a sense of community. Throughout the pandemic, games have especially reunited households and even have taken on unique forms for virtual play. Exploding Kittens, a popular card game series which has grown into an entire company, is on the forefront of collaboration and innovation in studying how people play. Josh Weaver, marketing manager of Exploding Kittens, joins WTSR to discuss the process of developing their games, releasing their new game, Taco Cat Spelled Backwards, and new trends they've noticed with outreach and entertainment during the pandemic. Yeah, so thank you so much again, Josh, for your time. Uh, basically, talking about today, the so we're a college radio station, and just talking about the overall background look um, into Exploding Kittens as a company, their games, and how um, how games have kind of transitioned or have even like been like reintroduced during COVID and like where there's, when there's more time to like play games at home with family and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. We've, um, we've seen quite a bit just of a resurgence, just knowing that people are home and looking for ways to get off their screen. Yeah. So. Wow. Definitely. Cool. So could you uh, briefly discuss the background of the company and just yeah, how absolutely. it got started? Yeah. You want to jump right in? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, Nancy, I'm, my name is Josh, and I'm the Marketing and Communications Manager at Exploding Kittens. Uh, I've been with Exploding Kittens since 2019. However, the really the start of Exploding Kittens was all the way back in 2015 when um, Alan Lee, who was previously you know, Chief Design Officer at Microsoft on the Xbox, um, he had a side project. He wanted to build a Kickstarter game. Uh, it was originally called Bomb Squad, and wonderfully enough, and thankfully enough, he was introduced to Matt Inman, who uh, writes theoatmeal.com, who pretty much convinced him that uh, Bomb Squad, it, it's a good game, but it could be better if it was kittens. And from there, Exploding Kittens, the original game, kind of came together over a weekend. It had a goal of about $15,000 that it absolutely crushed, raising $8.7 by the time the Kickstarter ended. And it still holds the record for the most backers. There have been other campaigns that have raised more money, but Exploding Kittens still holds the uh, <laughs> kind of the record for the most number of backers. And from there, it really, Matt and Alon decided that it, it needs to be more than just Exploding Kittens. So uh, to date, we have, I believe, oh boy, I should have counted, I have 15 games. Um, I forgot to ask you before we jumped on. Um, but yeah, Nancy, we, we have about 15 games, including expansion packs now too, that uh, range from still card games to board games to party games to most recently, and um, what will be coming out at the end of February, a, a strictly two-player game, uh, especially as we get more into the quarantine and realize that not everybody is uh, really stuck at home with uh, their entire family or, or even enough people to host a, a regular party game or party night excuse me so uh we really leaned into two player games as of late with our uh upcoming taco cat spelled backwards and our last launch actually a game of cat and mouth that came out last october very cool very cool so you talked about um how gearing it towards more like being like adjusting it for less players more players because there aren't as many big parties right now yeah is there like when creating the games is there a certain age group in mind as well or is it mostly just kind of like geared towards anyone and families. Sure, we put, uh, we very much do a lot of uh, just age testing. We wanna make sure that anyone who's playing the game can play the game. And you'll see in a lot of our boxes that it'll say ages seven plus. 
we're using a lot of like retailer language there. I have absolutely played uh, all of our games with people younger than seven and older than 70. So it's um, very, very much built for the entire age range. We have games that are specifically not safe for work, 18 and older expansion packs for bears versus babies, or even a version of exploding kittens that's not safe for work, just for those who want a little more spice to the game. But you can absolutely play all of the games with like the full range and family. And really that's how we designed them because we realized that while we may all be in the office playing it together, that's not gonna be exactly how uh, a game night's gonna show up or even kind of occur so we want to make sure that it's it's available and approachable really for all ages but um we we really really have a lot of fun just working with the younger demographic and the older demographic to to clear the game by them too when we're play testing nice so what's the design process like how does the initial idea of exploding kittens or taco cats spelled backwards start man so many different ways i wish there was one simple answer that i could be like like this but it, it's really come from uh, all over the place. And in, in my time at Exploding Kittens, I've seen um, other kind of designers who we've wanted to work with bring us games, uh, including game. Uh, and then we've also built games entirely from the ground up. And um, a really kind of a fun little you know side note on Taco Cat spelled backwards. We actually released that game on our Twitter about like a year and a half ago, but it was a very, very early prototype. And it was purely for like, hey, do you need a game? you want something to play you want something to try love to get your feedback so we've kind of gone almost all of the routes when it comes to creating and designing a new game now i will say it was considerably easier when we were all physically in the office we have a large workshop that we would physically make prototypes out of wood and cardboard and mock-up boxes um but now that we're all work from home it's um it's turned a lot into us utilizing tools like a tabletop simulator which is a steam game that you can download and it just mimics the physics of a game night you have to build it all yourself but our game dev team has been building a lot of our games there so we can play test remotely um when we were building a game of cat and mouse it's a piece um excuse me the board includes a like a plastic piece in which you're using your magnetic kitty paw flicker to catapult balls through it now we had to make sure that the centerpiece was perfect it was entertaining and difficult <laughs> and that actually required us taking a lot of the same pieces and couriering them all over the globe from like where we were building it in you know overseas to then la to play test it to then up to canada to get some of our other play testers and executives to play it so uh whereas at the end of every week I, you know we have fun food fridays at exploding kittens and we play the newest game and we play test a bunch of stuff now it's turned into like let's schedule some time to hop on tabletop or let's build something and then let's career it around and all get a chance to play with it. So it's fascinating how there's so many like play testing. I imagine it's very fun, but then also sometimes maybe like a bit of a challenge. How, how does the team work through different, like maybe some problems that a game has and like kind of figure out the finer details of it? It's a lot of yes anding each other. It's a lot of kind of pulling threads and each taking a part of the work and being like, I'll try this, I'll try this, I'll try this. And then just getting the data to see what one works the best. Um, our playtesting team is there. Uh, 
absolutely just wonderful to watch and work with because they they come to us with you know we'll play test a game this friday uh and we'll give a ton of notes the marketing team has kind of like a recurring touch base with them we'll play the newest game and then by next week we'll try another version of the same game that's almost not totally different but it, you can definitely tell that they're rule changes or card changes and then kind of it's it's going back and forth to like okay that worked that didn't work and then because we're all you know so deep in it it, it really really turns then to us utilizing our external um kind of play testers that we've worked with a long time that they've signed NDA. We're really kind of giving them the new game and saying, we need your unabashed feedback. Um, when you become someone who play tests for us, you, we request that you like have a tripod, set your camera up and honestly forget about it because we much rather, you know, be a party and a fly on the wall for an hour worth of your game night than like just 15 minutes of you hard playing the game to try to, you know, cause we want to make sure that we're also designing games that have natural pauses and breaks. And if you need to put your cards down for a second. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really helpful for us to utilize both our internal team for playtesting, but external, our external team that we're really, you know, developing in our external group that's yeah. playtesting for us a lot. How many people are, are on the internal team kittens oh boy uh we have hired quite a bit <laughs> over the past year so i think we uh i think we're over 50 now um yeah i think we're around like the 55 mark very cool very cool so when you um have uh play testers are, are they almost just like regular people and is this like almost another way to publicize the games and like for marketing so uh, yes and no we definitely um the, the group external, they're kind of very crucial to us building it, but we really want to make sure that like their feedback kind of goes to our game dev team so they can kind of take that and um, adjust it as need be. So we don't necessarily use it for marketing mm -hmm. uh, as much. We also, um, we don't too often publicize like, hey, join our playtesting group because we're really looking for those who are um, kind of going to be dedicated to helping us kind of build some of these. And we have an incredible fan base. I absolutely love all of the Exploding Kittens fans. So it's um, our game team would be overwhelmed if we said, hey, anyone who wants to play test, come on, join. But uh, so we, we, we do a lot of work to make sure that we're cultivating people who, in exactly what you said, kind of just the, the everyday groups of people who are going to hopefully play our game, see it at Target on Amazon, Walmart, and just pick it up off the shelf and take it home. So that's kind of like the core of who we're using for our external play testing. Nice, nice. Yeah. And how long is usually the process from like start to finish of a game of like, um, of like finally like producing it? How long is usually? I wish there, I, man, there are so many variables for every game that it really, um, I don't know that we have a usual yet. Um, that's not to say that like we won't get there one day and we're not a well-oiled machine. We absolutely are. But every game that we've run into has such unique challenges and obstacles and hurdles that we uh, much rather the game work and kind of be finished polished than like fit it into like, we'll get it out in three months. Uh, we, uh, I will say that like Cat and Mouth, that was our most, um, our most recent launch. And that one was probably like about a full year from kind of getting the idea and working nonstop to make it perfect before it hit the shelves. 
So you mentioned um, just like, I guess, just trends during the coronavirus and with gaming. Have you noticed a shift to try and bring more of these card games and board games to online platforms? Yeah. Yes. I uh, I think I mentioned uh, Tabletop Simulator earlier. Yeah. That's uh, kind of our first foray into really getting our our, our card games and, and, and our physical games onto a space where, at least internally, we can play them to make them better. Um I don't know that we have immediate plans to put any of our games onto like an online arena, but that's something that I'd love to check with our digital team for like future. Uh, I just kind of roadmap there, but I will say we are always making sure that if our games have the ability to be played over Zoom like this, we're gonna design a rule set for that. Exploding Kittens, um, it was the first game that we kind of looked at and built an entirely new rule set. It's the same game, you need the cards, you need the game to play. However, we built it in a way that you could play the same game, but over Zoom. Um, same thing with Poetry for Neanderthals, our single syllable word guessing game. That one translates very well to Zoom. So. Outside of us kind of putting our game on a screen, which is something we absolutely you know love to do, our Exploding Kittens app is kind of kicking butt. We just released another app called Kitty Letter. It's kind of like a word unscramble game with the oatmeal. But um, I, I think we'd much rather, at least in like the time being, we're really looking for ways to keep the face-to-face -face aspect of the game when we're designing kind of ways to play our games remotely. Why do you think that's still stayed so special to people to have like physical games? I feel like in, in, in such a digital age, sometimes it can be easy to move past that, but then it yeah. still holds significant value. So to me personally, I, I, at the end of some days, need to turn off a screen. My eyes have been burnt into my head and I just need a total refresh. And that's, that's why my games library was built. That's why I started collecting and building and playing games well before I was in, you know, working for Exploding Kittens or even in the tabletop industry. Um, it's, it's that break. It's that uh, from the parents' point of view, it's, you know, getting kids off of their screen time and into kind of a real physical activity. Um, for me personally, it was a way to, I absolutely love having, you know, friends over and playing video games with them, but you have like another level of entertainment when you're all over and playing the same game uh, and like physically interacting with each other. Uh, it's, it's really hard to replicate or, or beat. Um, and we obviously wanted to make sure that like long tail, even on the other side of when people are kind of stuck at home, that um, they are still going to want to continue playing all of these games. So when it comes to marketing and like publicizing these games, uh, what are some like, what do you find the most successful ways of reaching out to your audience, like social media, like just stores in general? Yeah, yeah, we, um, the, the birth of Exploding Kittens was through kind of the, the crowdsourcing. And um, from there, we really pivoted to our, our marketing being on social just so we could have that one-to-one -one interaction with our audience. And that'll be something that we always prioritize with our marketing. Um, we actually just rounded out the rest of our marketing team. And I'm very excited to have them on board because that is kind of where our audience lives is not only on social, but we wanna make sure that we are where they are consuming content. And by that, I mean, one of our next kind of uh, initiatives, especially with our game Taco Cat is making sure that we're working with influencers, but of the tabletop and like game review um, kind of caliber. People who are playing new games, describing new games because their audience are 
looking for new games. So we're doing what we can to make sure that we are at where our audience is, while at the same time finding like lookalike audiences, people who are similar to our current audience that have never heard of Exploding Kittens. So um, we may have 11 million games sold, but there are so many more people in the world who have never heard of us. And we wanna make sure that we're really leaning into kind of the social, the brand awareness side of getting Exploding Kittens our messaging out. And then we really wanna make sure that um, those who are kind of not only tabletop industry leaders, but they're just creators playing our game. So others can kind of see uh, how the games are interacted with. Yeah, I actually discovered Exploding Kittens through friends in college. Like one night we were all in the lounge and someone took it out and was like, this is amazing. That's it. That's yeah. it. I, I was on a live stream the other day and someone joined and they're just like, uh, I carry this with me all the time. I didn't even know you guys had more games. And I was like, well, that's the point. <laughs> that's that's what we're up to. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that with um, your games, are there certain like key priorities that every game in the company has? Like any certain, because of course they're all very unique, but are there any certain like, I guess like a, a check or like kind of, I guess morals to have in the game or like- Sure, sure, sure. I'll be, this one might be, I don't know if this is official by any stretch of the imagination, but all of our games, um, we very much write, you know, five minutes to learn uh, between 15 and 20 to play because all of our games really are that simple to kind of, to be totally frank, when you get the game, toss out the instructions and watch the video how to play that we made. That's very high on our checklist is making sure that we have a visual instruction booklet. It's so much easier for me to, at least for me as a visual learner, to watch a four minute video that includes a little gameplay and then immediately start playing. Um, that's kind of how I've kind of looked at um, what separates Exploding Kittens when it comes to our checklist. And outside of that, it's making sure what we touched on a little bit earlier, everything is like multi-generational. We'll definitely know that that, you know, not safe for work is going to hit that adult audience, but making sure that Taco Cat, you can set it up in front of a seven-year-old and a seven-year-old, and they're still going to have as much fun as if like you and I were to play. So mm -hmm. those are kind of our internal checklists. We have a ton more from different teams, but those are the, like the unofficial that kind of resonate at least from through marketing. And through, um, so you're talking about like, I guess the tabletop um, interaction and online with testing. Um, do you often, does Exploding Kittens often like collaborate with other gaming companies or how does this, how does this work out? Or Gotcha. Yeah. Other gaming companies, um, I'm not going to say not as much because there could be others that I'm, I'm, I'm unaware of and uh, stuff in the works. We have worked with uh, a bunch of incredible game designers, uh, both, you know, Wolfgang Warsh, who created The Mind. We worked with him on T-Rex. We worked with the, the group behind Klosk. Uh, it's an incredible, fun, like magnet-powered air hockey-ish style game. We worked with them on Cat and Mouse. So we uh, are definitely working with incredible, incredible designers, uh, including in-house um, game creator by the name of Eric Lang has joined our team and he has built some incredible games elsewhere. So um, while we haven't necessarily worked with other gaming like companies directly, uh, we definitely are working with other designers for new ideas, for new games, just to help, you know, really flesh out and make our, you know, ideas even better. Um, I will say in the before times, in the uh, the times 
previous to when we were all working from home, we were building an event called Burning Cat. And I very much hope that this event kind of has another uh, birth on the other side of us working from home. But we wanted to build an event where we brought all of the artists that we love and all of the game designers and creators together so they could meet, mingle, and honestly create another Exploding Kittens where we have a game designer meets an incredible artist and creates a fun game. So we are always in the mood and like love speaking with other game like designers for the time when that can happen again. Mm-hmm. Now, if, we're, if someone were to walk in on one of these like brainstorming sessions, what would like, what would some of the conversations or questions be like? Because I'm just trying to imagine how does it all begin? Like, <laughs> Oh, man, that's such a good question. That's my, my very first answer was going to be like, pass the ketchup, because we usually have food when we're in the office. Uh, and we're kind of like, you know, yes, ending some ideas. Mm-hmm. I, our game designers, um, it, it's they have some incredible, incredible content and ideas. And I absolutely love um, from the marketing side to separate myself a tiny bit from the design until they have something to bring to us so I can come totally fresh and unbiased and kind of give feedback. So um, a lot of those conversations and a lot of those meetings are me asking a ton of questions and just like, how does this do? What do we say for this? And it it is a lot of just like, it, it sometimes can feel like we're poking and prodding. Well, we're not at all. We're just like, what happens if someone says this? What happens if someone does? And it's using kind of what we've seen as um, stuff that pops up in customer support via our social or even our customer support email, taking some of those thoughts and stretching them out to like, well, what happens if someone does this? And it's a lot of um, poking and prodding and um, like yes ending each other. And then we kind of break after that brainstorming. And then by the next time we meet, it's either going to be a totally differently designed game or specific parts are going to be hammered home and we're going to try something specific this time. So it's a, it's a lot of, lot of testing and it's a lot of asking questions. You mentioned customer support. Are there often like questions from customers playing the game who have like questions or trying to like, figure, like have a problem with something? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. We, um, very much on both on social, you can follow us at Exploding Kittens on Facebook or TikTok or Game of Kittens on Instagram and Twitter. And people send us game questions. They occasionally will send us game questions for games that aren't ours. Um, they're like, how do you do this? They're like, well, we don't really know. Let's find out and we'll answer them too. But uh, we very much do what we can to be that kind of game night referee. So if you're in the middle of like, how does this work? You can always send us like a DM and we'll do what we can to clarify the rules. Um, we also built uh, what we call kind of our field guide. So a good chunk of time if someone's asking a pretty quick question, we'll shoot them the field guide um, with like the kind of pointing out where the answer is because there's also gonna be a ton of other questions that other people have answered, uh, excuse me, have asked and then that we've answered there. So um, to be totally frank, love the questions because they give us more things to think about and they help kind of outline where else we should answer support questions like proactively to make sure that someone who's playing the game could really quick be like, oh, there's the answer. So like moving forward after, I guess, coronavirus, hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are some, I guess, like overall business goals that Explode Kids has and wants to continue with game making? Sure, yeah. We, um, one of the first things that we're gonna do is just get one huge hug and just, man, 
throw Zoom out the window. Those are the first two things we're going to do. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, on the other side of, of kind of this, when we're all like back in the office, I, I will say everything from our schedules to how we design games is going to be different. Um, for many reasons, honestly, we've found a lot of ways to you know, be faster and better during this work from home. But uh, when we're back in the office and we're all kind of heads down, I think some of our craziest games are going to come out of being able to be with each other and like physically play and test a lot of this stuff. So uh, for me, as soon as we get back to the office, I'm going to block off just weeks to do nothing but play games with people and do what I can to like, physically kind of get back into that, like the, the mood and um, like reset where, where I am from like a marketing point of view. But uh, company goals, I, I know a big, big piece is making sure that we are prepared if something like this were to happen again. Um, we did there's some other articles of us um, like previously when this first started, where we talked a lot about how, you know, we're working to avoid like a single point of failure. Like let's pretend one of our warehouses goes down. So um, we want to make sure that we have, you know, backups and plans in place for if anything like this were to happen again. So I know that'll be a big part of kind of what's next too, once we kind of refigure out life in the office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's actually a little funny because we've been hiring quite a few people who I um, have, speak with on a daily basis, but have yet to meet face to face. So uh, it's going to be great to get back in the office. I'd imagine, especially it's so like gaming is so like collaborative and it's like yeah. you really need a team yeah. there. <laughs> it's it's super nice that we can use tools like I, I make fun of Zoom, but it really is incredibly helpful. We use Discord a lot for kind of just a quick audio channel to chat. It's kind of like our unofficial um, conference rooms where you can just hop in there and have a quick chat with somebody. So I'm very, very glad for technology and where we are now that we can still kind of continue working from home without missing a step, but it's going to be so much nicer to be physically back in the office with everybody. Definitely. Well, Josh, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I mean, catch our new game, Taco Cat Spelled Backwards. It's going to be at Target, target.com, and on shop.explodingkittens.com. Um, Nancy, I got to send you some games so you can tell me what you think okay. and we can get you in that play of testing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, check out our games and follow us on social. Hey, this is Nancy. Thanks for listening in today at 91.3 FM WTSR. Remember to check out more content online at WTSR.org, on the air, or on our Spotify and Captivate channels. And as always, we remind you to open your mind.